Welcome or welcome back to Both Sides of the Barricade. I am so excited for this week's guest. We have Maggie Lindemann joining us. She is an amazing singer-songwriter, and she released her debut EP, Paranoia, in January of this year. I've been a fan for so long. I'm so excited to have you here. Maggie, is there anything you'd like to say before we get started? Um, Just thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. I'm so excited. <laughs> I saw you actually... Um, open for Sabrina Carpenter back in 2019 and I was like blown away you are so amazing um yeah so I'm obviously a fan we've never met in person but if you'd like to describe your relationship with your fans that you have met and just you know a little bit about your fan base and how you relate to them yeah I feel like we have a really cool bond um it feels like almost like a friendship like I know so many people say like oh they're not my fans or my friends but like genuinely I feel like we have this really cool friendship and like it it's cool also because it feels like honest and I feel like a lot of the time you know it can be like a lot of oh I love everything you do and everything but I feel like with us it's like really honest and like they tell me when like I need to do better or like when I'm doing good and stuff and I really appreciate that because I just I like really appreciate like honesty and people yeah. like giving it to me how it is and I don't know I just feel like we have this really cool connection and bond yeah I love seeing your comments because everyone's so like supportive and sweet especially on your covers I I think I found you originally because of your covers and it's just so like amazing to see your growth now as your own artist and you know making such amazing music I really feel like you've like stepped into your own know what you're doing now which is just really cool to watch thank you yes of course so I'd love to know a little bit about your relationship with music when you were growing up kind of what you grew up listening to and then what you started gravitating towards when you were developing your own taste well okay so I grew up in like a very rock family like my mom likes rock my dad my brother when we were really little um we listened to like Disturbed and like Metallica and then when I started getting older my mom introduced me to No Doubt and Gwen yeah and Lady Gaga my mom introduced me to also (laughs) and I listened to a lot of that like Britney Spears I loved Britney Spears and then when I started like developing my own taste I listened to a lot of Sleeping with Sirens and Avril Lavigne and Evanescence Lana Del Rey oh there's so many yeah yeah Paramore yeah I feel like you and I have like a weirdly similar taste in music I mean when you said that your mom introduced you to Lady Gaga like I always say my dad introduced me to Lady which is so funny yeah like he introduced me to like Lady Gaga Katy Perry Paramore like all those like artists which is just so funny to me now but when I like look at your Instagram too like I feel like we follow so many of the same artists and I always love the artists that you cover too like your little peep covers and Lana like they're just amazing so I was like I was so excited to see what you listened to growing up because I really I was like she must have like similar like upbringing to me in terms of like what you yeah. listen to because we definitely have similar taste what was the first concert that you went to this is funny actually it was I grew up in Dallas and we had these like really really big state fairs and the Jonas Brothers came and performed Amazing. <laughs> so that was like my first concert but then I think my first like real concert like that I went to was either it was either Miley Cyrus or it was Britney Spears or Lady Gaga. I don't know. I saw them all at the same time. So it's like hard to remember, but Britney Spears, Lady Gaga and Miley Cyrus. I like saw all in the same, like. Oh, all amazing. Like, yeah. And I was like, literally, it's so funny. Cause like when I talk to my friends about it, they're like, oh yeah, my mom didn't let me listen to like Lady Gaga growing up. And it's really? so funny 
Because, yeah, and it's so funny because my mom literally took me to see her when she was wearing, like, the meat dress and, like, the bubbles and all that stuff. And I was like, what, like, 10? No, when I was too young, like, I didn't didn't like concerts, which is so weird now because I I went to, like, 60 shows in 2019. And then so 2020 was just miserable for me. But I wanted, I still haven't seen Gaga. And I don't know how that is because she is just, like, the best performer ever. And I want to see her so bad. Was that, like, the monster ball that you saw? Yes. And it was... It was amazing. Like, oh my God, she's, yeah, she's an insane performer and like her vocals were insane. And I remember watching that and being like, whoa, like this is, this is it. So then what got you into making music? Who was your musical influence for that? And, you know, obviously you started doing covers. How did that come about? So I've always done covers. I've been doing covers since like 2012. That's so long ago. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I just always liked to sing. And I was like a really big fan of Justin Bieber growing up. And I remember like, obviously that's how he was found was like doing covers on YouTube. And I knew a lot of people online that did covers. I grew up with Austin Mahone was like really big in Texas. And he was like on YouTube. And we had like Somo who was really big and he was on YouTube. And there was just so many people that were doing covers and stuff that were just like online. I never went the YouTube route, but I did do covers on like Keek and Instagram. I don't know. I just like to sing and I was like so shy in real life. I never sang like to my friends or anything. So I would just do that. And then to get into music, my influences were like Banks, Lana, Katy Perry, Sleeping With Sirens, Paramore, Melanie Martinez. Those were like my big influences out. I didn't know you were a Banks fan. Like every time I meet someone who likes Banks, I'm like, oh my God, like, so you know. She's insanely underrated and I've seen her live twice and her live shows, otherworldly. I watched like her Lollapalooza set that's on YouTube like over and over because I'm just like, I don't know how she is that good. Like, I feel like she's an alien. Like, I know, literally. And her lyrics are insane. She's an amazing writer. Yeah, her interviews, like, I watched one and she was talking about how, I mean, I feel like I've heard a couple artists say this, but she, like, dreams lyrics and then, like, will write them. Like, I'm like, how how did that even happen? I love that you love Banks because I feel like not enough people, like, know how great she is. I know, it's crazy. She's so underrated. So where would you describe where you are now in your career? Because you've been signed for a while, but I feel like right now, was like you're making the music that you're meant to be making (laughs) for sure like it's weird because it it does feel like I've been or I guess I have been doing this for a while but I was making a completely different type of music so it almost feels like I'm starting out again like it it feels like I am a small artist I mean I am a small artist but it feels like I'm like starting out again like just brand new and like I'm figuring everything out again and I don't know it just it feels like the beginning of my career right now which is weird because it's not and I know I've like had a big song and I've done all this stuff but like I don't know I almost feel like a separate person at this point from who I was I loved Obsessed like when you put that song out in 2017 I was like oh my god like this song is amazing but now I'm like this EP is amazing oh you should have been doing this the whole time (laughs) I love Obsessed and it's like a cute song to listen to but it's so weird to think that I put it out because that's not me at all but I have been wanting to make this type of music for a really long time not exactly what I'm doing now it took a while to like get to this point but I've always wanted to do like alternative music so so this podcast was born because I am like a stan 
of artists and I wanted to like interview artists and kind of get their perspective on like fan culture and everything. So would you consider yourself a stan like for certain artists? Yes, for sure. I mean, I was like a huge like Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, like, oh my God, I'm insane. Like One Direction too. Like, oh my God, the biggest One Direction fan ever. Like I literally would go to their concerts dead ass, like thinking that they would like notice me and they would take me backstage. Like that, I was that person. Yeah. But yeah, I think like I'm still like a huge Sleeping With Sirens stan. Huge. I love them so much. I always said that that would be like the one time that I would actually like really fangirl. Yeah. So that's like crazy to me. But also Lana Del Rey. Like I will defend her to the end. Same. <laughs> I love her so much. She like literally raised me. So. Oh yeah. No, I agree. Like my Instagram, ever since I got Instagram, my at has been J Taylor LDR because like Lana Del Rey. And like, I will never change it. Like, I feel like it's just my brand. Are you excited for her new album? Yes. I just I love her like anything she does I will just support even if it's like oh I don't like the song as much I'll be like no brain you love it I'm like "Mm, I'm sorry (laughs) like no you're wrong have you seen her live yes I have a couple of times insane her shows are amazing I saw her in 2019 for one of her tours and I got like a VIP ticket and I got that selfie like you know like how you like you're in the front row and you like I like almost died because I had, I remember, no joke, when I was in high school, I would cry because I'm like, I will never meet Lana. Like I was, it was so funny. And then I got the selfie and I was like, oh my God, like my life is completely. (laughs) No, I feel you. I, um, I've been to a couple of her shows. Like I went when she went to, um, Amoeba too, which was really cool. Like so insane, but there were so many people there. But I also saw her at Flogna a couple years ago. And I literally, like me and my two friends, we waited like at the front for, I don't know how long, like an hour and a half, two hours so that we would be at the front because we waited through two sets to keep pushing our way to the front. And we were like literally against the railing and it was insane. I love her. Yeah, (laughs) it's so funny. Like just because she's not super high energy yet people are insane like at her shows the people will go crazy and I mean I was one of them so I can't blame them but yeah it's yeah I know I'm like screaming these slow songs I'm like what is going on I love her yes I can completely relate so we're in quarantine still as of right now how do you feel like quarantine has changed the course of your career it's been different I mean it's definitely been weird but it's been cool because I was really able to like focus on the stuff I needed to focus on but it sucks because obviously I can't like tour and I can't go out and do anything with it really I mean I'm doing my live show which I'm really excited about but it's not in person which is it's just a completely different thing so that really sucks and I think that's like what I miss the most but it's been cool because I feel like I've just been able to get a lot of work done like behind the scenes and like a lot of recording and writing and I'm like already working on my album just because I have so much time for sure I feel like most people are just like I'm just working like I especially me like I'm a senior in college like I've been just trying to do as much work as possible because once shows come back like sorry you won't see me for a year I will be around doing nothing but going to shows so I definitely get that I know I was just talking to my friend about it how when everything opens back up I'm gonna need like a two-week break to just go crazy yeah exactly yeah I wasn't even like a club person now I'm just like I just want to go to a club I want to hear WAP like I just want to hear no I just want to be in a hot sweaty disgusting club yeah but like I'm drinking something I like might set it down for a second and then I'm like, was that my drink? Yeah, it's fine. I'm drinking. Oh 
I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to be a mess. I cannot wait. Is that like what you're looking forward to when things go back to normal, just kind of going crazy? And I mean, like in your career too, but like personal life, I mean. Oh yeah. Personal life. Like I'm ready to go to shows. I'm ready to go to clubs. I'm ready to go to bars. The last bit of my friends just turned 21, like my best friends from home. So I'm just so excited because we can finally like go out and do things and not worry about anything, you know? I know. I'm just looking forward to it. Me too. Okay, so how do you envision over the next year or so, like 2021, what does it have in store for you? And how do you envision your career as an artist evolving? Because you said you were working on your album now. Ooh, very exciting. Uh, So what do you have coming up? Yeah, so I'm working on an album. I mean, I don't know when it'll be released. There's like no time. I'm kind of just working on it because I have so much time, but working on an album and then I have my live show coming up next month, which I'm really, really excited about too. Finally be able to perform the songs, which mm-hmm. is really cool. But I also have merch coming out and I have stuff with Swix that we're working on. Like we just got off a call today. We have another drop coming out soon. And yeah, just doing all of that. And then hopefully when stuff goes back to normal, I'll be able to tour in real life. But who knows? Did you see like the Life is Beautiful lineup just dropped? I don't know if any of those festivals in the fall are going to happen, but it's still exciting to see the lineups happen. I'm like, I'm like, I'll go to Vegas for Life is Beautiful. I know, I'm like, (laughs) because I was like, oh yeah, 2020, like I'm about to go crazy this year. Like it's a new decade, like all this stuff. And then, yeah, I'm just looking forward to making up for lost time when things come up because I will definitely- I'll be at any show, uh, any festival in the U.S. if it has like five artists that I want to see on it. I don't care. I'm going to be flying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like short-term or long-term goals in terms of like collaborations or personal goals or awards? This is just kind of like dream collabs and stuff. Yeah. um, Dream collabs, Sleeping With Sirens for sure. Um, Bring Me The Horizon. I would love to collab with 100 Gigs. I feel like that would be so (gasps) sick. Yeah, I would love to. Those are like my top ones for sure. But like my goals I have for myself is I just want to like keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully obviously like I'll be able to do more and more and more but I don't know I just want to stay on this same track that I'm on and like also keep myself in like a good mental space yeah the goal is like you know performing in arenas and all this stuff but it's like I just hope that throughout all of this like I have a good mental headspace yeah and I like remain happy that's a great answer I love that (laughs) first of all I could totally see all those collabs happening and they would be amazing so I really hope they all happen I hope so now I have a couple like interview type questions for you to start out I have some friends over at the fangirl fever podcast they are obsessed with you and I had to ask them if they had any questions for you so from amy she asked what is something you learned from putting together this ep that you will carry on as you create and finalize your album i think the one thing is just to stop underestimating myself throughout this whole thing i learned to just be confident in what i was doing and just to believe in myself because before i just always was underestimating my abilities and always just like chickening out of stuff like i would be like oh i want to write this but then i would be like no that sounds stupid so i just like wouldn't so i've definitely just just like gain confidence in myself and like my abilities and just let myself work freely and not like with all these restrictions. And then Zoe from Fangirl Fever asked, what is, what are you most looking forward to regarding the virtual show and live shows when they come back? I'm looking forward to just performing in general. I really miss performing and also performing like this EP. I'm just really excited to perform like rock songs because I, that's like always been my favorite. Just to like see people again, I'm really looking forward to touring and being able to 
like see people actually in person. Yeah, I imagine the energy at your shows is about to be like next level when they come back. We're starting a mosh pit. That's all I know. I know. I want people to mosh. That's my goal. No, you asked me what my goal was. My short-term goal is literally to have people mosh at my shows. Oh, it'll happen. I'm sorry. Gaslight will come on. It's over. Like, <laughs> no, I really do. Okay, so now my question. So you've had a large following on social media for years. Do you think it has helped or hindered your ability to focus on music or be seen as an artist first and foremost? Yes, for sure. I feel like a lot of people will like call me an influencer and stuff, which I just, it drives me crazy because the only thing in my whole, like I do in my life is music. Like everything is music. Every day I only talk about music and I go to sessions and I'm working on my projects and everything. So I feel like in a way it kind of downplays me, like hurts my feelings a little bit. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with being an influencer. I think like if that's what you want to do, like totally go for it. But I just feel like for me, that's like not what I do. But being on social media for so long, like I understand if like maybe you followed me before I made music or maybe you followed me because you liked my face and you don't listen to my music. Like I totally get that. But it is frustrating because I feel like I work so hard in like my music and like my craft. And when people just like look at me for being pretty or whatever, I don't want that to overshadow like what I do. Like I want people to know me for my music and not for anything else. I can totally understand that. On the other side, do you think that social media is like a an important tool as an artist today? No, definitely. I mean, it's just a way to connect with people. So I think it's like really important. I don't think you obviously need to be on social media because I know so many artists aren't but I think it's like a really good way to connect with people and for me like I just love it because I I can connect with people and also I don't know I just feel like I always have some shit I want to post like I'm like oh this is sick like I want to post this so I love social media but I think it's yeah it can be a blessing and a curse yeah I honestly, I love your your feed. I feel like you're so casual with it. I feel like I used to be so much better at doing that. And now, I don't know. It's not even that I don't do that anymore. I just feel like I'm so much more busy than I was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So like I would post like a, a picture of like a cat or something and be like, oh, well, I want a hug or something, something <laughs> like that. And it was just because I would be like bored, you know? And I wanna yeah, have yeah. Post, so I'd be like, hey. And now it's like, I feel like I'm always just posting something. Like I always have something to post. So I don't know. But I, I like when people post casually too I feel like it's it's really interesting to me so I love that your music has started to become more influenced by anti-pop pop pop punk alternative did you always want to make music like this and what held you back originally which we kind of touched on but yeah I always wanted to make music like this like like I said when I first started my inspo as well Lana Melanie Banks so I always wanted to make more like alternative indie pop I guess yeah and in my first songs that I put out actually they were alternative like they were all they were like categorized as alts. So I was kind of doing it in the beginning. But then when I signed with a label, that's when like Pretty Girl happened and Obsessed happened. And I feel like when you see a young girl that has like this look that can be very like innocent and like poppy and like bubblegummy, obviously with the label, they look at that as like, okay, cool. Like that's mainstream. Like that's what will go. So that's just kind of what was happening for a while. And I was also really young and I didn't really know like, like what I wanted to do so I kind of just like let it happen but I think after time I just didn't like it anymore and I just wasn't having fun with what I was doing and I didn't feel like I really like resonated with the things I was doing so I'm not in a labeled deal anymore I'm with like a distribution now which is cool because I can create whatever I want and they'll like obviously let me know if something sucks but 
they'll just support me and they let me be creative and they let me do my thing and they just kind of back it so it's cool I don't know I just feel like I'm very much like me now like this is actually coming from me and it's who I am I wish I did it sooner but I'm glad that it happened at all the music you're making now is like immaculate like you I, like I'm, I'm really glad your image fits it so well like you're just it's made for you so I'm glad yeah. that you are now doing it <laughs> what was it like working on downfalls high how did that come about and you know what was it like working with friends you know in person like that again it was fun it was really really fun just like filming in general it was just a really fun time like I love all those people that were on set and Colson's so talented and Maude's so talented and yeah it was just really fun and I've like never acted in anything before so I definitely would like to act in more stuff but I need more more lessons for sure but it was really fun it was just a cool thing to be a part of and I mean his album was number one and I don't know so for him to even like want me to be a part of that and like it feels like a little bit of history you know it's cool for sure yeah it looked like a really fun set it was so fun like usually you work on you know these crazy hours you go to set and you'll be there for like 12 hours and it's like oh my god like I'm so tired but it was just so fun I just had so much fun every time we were shooting and yeah I just love all those people so it was really fun what has been the most rewarding part about putting out paranoia how does this experience differ from your single releases and what was the process of making it like it was different because well with the singles I put out before the EP singles it was all kind of made for me being on a label you know they kind of like set it up for you and like it's kind of like that but with this it's like me it was all me the day I wanted to put it out and the day I wanted to drop a teaser and like the teasers I dropped and everything that was coming out was literally me like most of it was filmed just me and my boyfriend filmed um most of the teasers and the girl that does all my pictures Sam I found her like off of TikTok like a random TikTok and now she's like my photographer for everything it's just like actually me putting together everything instead of someone else kind of just doing it for me and then telling me what's gonna happen which I really like because I feel like I just have more control over what's going on yeah I think that's like the main difference is it's just been all from me last question uh I love your clothing brand Swix I wanted to know what made you want to start a clothing brand and how important is fashion to you in your image as an artist yeah yeah of course I love fashion like when I was little I would design dresses and stuff they were terrible but like you know, I had a little mannequin and I would get fabrics and stuff and I would try to make outfits. And I used to always tell my parents, like, I wanted to be a fashion designer <laughs> when I got older. But I don't know. I just love fashion. And I don't know. I just always wanted to like make my own clothes. I think that obviously like fashion does play a huge role in an artist, like not for every artist, but for me, I'm like, so like, I want everything to be on brand. I feel like with the pictures I take and like the clothes I wear and the music I make, like I want everything to like be very on brand. So fashion is definitely like a really important part in that. And then with Swix, like I wanted to do merch, but I didn't want it to be like my face. I wanted it to be something that everyone could wear. And it wasn't just for people that are a fan of me. It's unisex, but it originally started as like a women's clothing line. And in Zoomies, it still is in like the women's section, which I think is really cool because in that specific like type of style of clothes is usually men's, which was just something that I felt really strongly about was kind of letting people know that it is a women's clothing line that is unisex, but it's 
not in the men's section. Yeah. Really cool. Everyone go mm-hmm. buy Swix. So, okay. I have a quick little song association game where I basically just ask, for example, name a song from your favorite movie soundtrack and you just have to answer with like a song. You don't have to sing or anything. Writings on the Wall, Sam Smith. It's from that James Bond movie. Yes. Yeah. Whenever I hear movie soundtrack, I automatically think Twilight. So I just like pick a Twilight soundtrack. Oh my God. So good. But for some reason, like the James Bond soundtracks are so good. Like the Billie Eilish one that she mm-hmm. just did. insane I don't know I just love James James Bond sometimes I don't even like love the movies that much I don't watch them I mean James Bond amazing like love (laughs) you like I'm so sorry James (laughs) but I do like the movies but like not like Twilight of course yes I mean Twilight cult classics right there (laughs) yeah (laughs) no I I love the Adele uh song Skyfall for the oh my god another one see so good yeah so I totally agree. Name a cover that you think is better than the original. Oh, okay. Um, Iris, uh, the Sleeping With Sirens cover. Phoebe Bridgers and Maggie Rogers did a cover of Iris too. So good. Really? Oh, I haven't even heard it. Yeah. They put it on Bandcamp for like a day, but I guarantee it's on like YouTube or something. Oh yeah, probably. Name a song that makes you feel empowered. Gaslight by Maggie Lindemann. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of the song I thought of when I wrote the question. So yeah. I love that. What is your favorite song to cry to and your favorite song to dance to? My favorite song to cry to? I have a whole playlist for this. <laughs> oh, same. It's like uh, 11 hours of crying music. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that really mine's eight hours. That's so funny. Say you're a water um, sign without saying you're a water sign. I mean. <laughs> yeah, literally, right? Um, Probably cry to Rosslyn. Yeah. Yeah, that's on yeah. my playlist too. It's so yeah. good. Rosslyn or like, I like Funeral by Phoebe Bridgers. Oh my God. We probably have the same crying playlist. Like it's just yeah, the same. And then your favorite song to dance to. What You Know, Two Door Cinema Club. Another classic. And then last question, what is one of your all-time favorite songs? I have a couple, but Everybody Wants to Rule the World is like my favorite song, like ever. Years for um, Years. I'll just say that, yeah. It's like my favorite song ever. I was just listening to that, like right before really? we got on. Yeah, I love that song. I love Tears for Fears. So I was just, when I watched Donnie Darko, I was like, oh my God, this soundtrack is like amazing. And because it's Tears for Fears, like it's pretty much I, just all that. I know, literally. That song, anytime it comes on, when you hear that, the intro on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, love this it. my song. <laughs> I know, every time I'm like, yes, I'm like get into it. <laughs> that's so funny I I love that one such great answers so now I like to do a little current favorite section where if you have a current favorite song or artist or album that you've been listening to a ton feel free to plug it here who have I been listening to a lot oh I've been listening to like Deco a lot he's like really really cool Princess Brie mm-hmm. I love Princess Brie so much yeah. her album is really really cool oh I dress too I've been listening to I yeah. dress a lot yeah those are like my three I think yeah I saw you followed poor Stacy and I wanted to like recommend this artist kid brunswick to you because i feel like you would like him he has a song called prescription kid and i really like that song and another one called skinny cool, yeah i found him i'll listen yeah he just has a cool style that i feel like fits a lot of the artists that you like too i don't know if you know an artist ren for short she has a new song called virtual reality that i really like oh yeah i was actually we were me and my friend were just talking about her she's sick she kind of like you guys look a little bit similar now that i think about 
about it. I, yeah, I feel like you guys have like similar features. But yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Um, everyone listening, go stream the Paranoia EP and the rest of Maggie's discography. It's amazing. Go buy tickets to her virtual show. It's coming up. You're Maggie Lindemann on everything, correct? That's where we can find you on social media. Your TikTok is amazing. Uh, just wanted to let you know. <laughs> and um, with all of that being said, this has been an episode of Both Sides of the Barricade. You can follow us on Instagram at Both Sides of the Barricade, on Twitter at BSOTV Pod, the acronym and then Pod. My Instagram and Twitter are JTaylorLDR. Lana Del Rey, love you, girl. Um, <laughs> this episode is available on Spotify and iTunes. You can watch it on YouTube. Please follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. Thank you, Maggie, so much for being here. That clap was very loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. It. And everyone, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week with another episode. Bye.